Hello and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. In this series of special podcasts, we'll be talking about the Doctor's companions, assistants, mates or fam if you will. And each episode, I'll be talking to a very special guest about a companion of their choice and discuss topics such as the companion's impact on Doctor Who and why fans connected or perhaps did not connect with that particular member of the TARDIS crew. My guest for this episode is one of the hosts from the Proctor Who podcast, Bob Fleming. How are you, Bob? I'm all right, yeah. That's the one, yeah, I think I'm the one that your audience were hoping I wasn't, if that makes sense. They're going to go, <laughs> this is Mark Atkinson. Oh, great. The grumpy one. Oh, this is Craig, the funny one. Oh, sucky, but you got me, I'm afraid. Hello. <laughs> well, well Mark's, Mark's already been on. He was, he was on the first series of the Companion Special. Oh, so. he was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I listened to that, yeah. Yeah, he picked Rose Tyler, didn't he? So, oh, um, of course he did. Of course he Rose Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> so, he picked Rose would you like to tell the uh, the listener <laughs> who the hell you have picked as your favourite well, companion? I was going to go with Chameleon, but that was, that was <laughs> it, utterly ridiculous. They're so just I, taking I the piss, opted, actually. For... <laughs> they opted for the uh, wonderful K9, because uh, the, the Brigadier and Harry Sullivan had gone. So I thought, K9, yeah, he's been in loads, hasn't he? He has, he has. So why K9, then, apart from the fact you couldn't pick the other two? <laughs> well... <laughs> I've, I've always had a massive soft soft spot for K9 I, mm. I think he's brilliant um, particularly been voiced by uh, John Neeson obviously um, not the other dude he was a bit rubbish yeah. um, but <laughs> I, I've, I think there's always something about like a little robot pal you know in all, all sort of sci-fi really um, yeah. that's just very endearing and kids love it and you can make a cool toy out of it um, I mean for, like obviously for the production crew he was a fucking nightmare um <laughs> around and, the shit and just being a dick which is why i can sort of understand why they hated him yeah um but he's just cool i, I think he's ace and he's and, and he sort of stood the test of time i know that's a lot to do with um uh bob baker and um what's he called do the dude dave the, martin think, yeah yeah uh, sort yeah. of creating him and really trying to push him because they own him on the rights to him don't they that's right yeah so, so they're trying to push him hence we've got that weird new k9 thing but, but which, which I, a, I never watched actually that 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 weird australian, australian uh, program wasn't it, uh, it was awful. Um, yeah um i know we're sort of skipping around a little bit here but there's meant to be they're still pushing that um movie aren't they where canine's supposed to face off against omega what really? Which is another Bob Baker, Dave Martin character. Yeah, okay, I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah. Um, which just it just sounds like the, the it's, it can either be that the maddest and best I, idea for a, a Doctor Who spin-off ever, or it could just be stupendously bad. Um, I'm gonna go bad. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it sounds <laughs> awesome. If it was in Doc in Doctor Who world, really, it probably could be quite good. But yeah, K Nine, he's just a cool little dude. Um, and he's a bit of a bit of a fucker, really, because he kills people and stuff, doesn't he? <laughs> well, he does with his with his deadly nose. Yes, you know, he's, he's a quite an interesting one because, like, if it, if a doctor was like a, a, um, a human assistant or whatever, or companion or friend, whatever you call him nowadays, hmm. um, and just go around like going, right, kill him, bang, you know, the doctor would have gone mental. But K nine, fine. Fine, you know yeah, I mean? <laughs> shoot them, kill them, yeah, yeah stun them, whatever, him. yeah. So, <laughs> so, I mean, do you remember? Um, I mean, I was gonna say, oh, you're old enough to remember his his, um, his first appearance in The Invisible Enemy in 1977. Oh. No, I, 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 I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm used to talking to old men like you. This is uh, 
What did you think at the time when he came out or whatever? Well, as a seven-year-old, I thought he was brilliant, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I think the the story he, he first appeared is a weird one because, I mean, I think you you remember the story, I think, for two wrong reasons and one good reason. One good reason is K-9. Well, uh, no, I, think, I think the one good reason, it's a great, The Invisible Enemy is a great script. It's a great story. Well, uh, the I, only problem is the, the fucking... The prawn. It should have stayed invisible. And then it's been absolutely fine. I think that's what, obviously where it's massively let down is that is a really shit, um, you know, visual monster. If it had kept it invisible, the whole thing was quite creepy and eerie and I quite like that story. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just the... Even by the standards of, you know, 1977 oh, makeup awful. effects, it was still pretty yeah. poor. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, unforgivable, most definitely. I think. Yeah, I th- well, actually, I think the other the other um, reason is the um, sort of the doppelganger Doctor and Leela who was shrunk down and put, <laughs> did a, did a sort of like a like a what's it? What's well, it? That Raquel Welch film um, when they get shrunk down and put inside that bloke to save his life. Um, oh, I know what you mean. But it's I think it's Fantastic kinda... Voyage, isn't it? Or something like that, or. I can't remember. Something like that. Something like but that, it, yeah. it, I think I think that that story just loses its way. It starts off really quite brilliant, mm. um, and then I think it all just goes a bit downhill when they get shrunk and they're going the invisible army and blah blah blah. And it just gets a bit crap. But K nine, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think as, as kids, kids loved him. Um, you can. Yeah, what, what what you said earlier about the production team hated the little shit because <laughs> um, because he was. I mean. Radio controlled, and they said that, that that barely worked. But when it did, you, the, when the noise it made is it trundled across the floor, um, and it can only work on a smooth surface anyway. Um, yeah. So then they sort of did away with that and had it just pulled across the floor on a string, really. So <laughs> but, just to cut down on the on the noise somewhat. <laughs> well, I think as well, like Tom Baker used to piss him off because uh, of the production issues, and mm. it's sort of taking time for this bloody little dog. Uh, so I think that was frustrating. But I, yeah, there's, there's loads of like sci-fi stuff where you got a little ro- robot, yeah, it, it, like a Tweaky or whatever. Tweaky, off Buck Rogers, he was awesome. Yeah, um, I can't think of any more off the top of my head because I've not really thought what I'm saying through. But, <laughs> but well, I was going to say not not, not Muffet the Daggett from um, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh, that little weird bellend head thing. Yeah, which which apparently is like this little weird dog thing, which. Which oh, and I and I I don't know if this is true or not, but I keep reading that there was a chimp inside that costume. <laughs> I think that cannot exactly cannot be true, can it? But it was the seventies, so anything went back then, didn't? Well, it? I suppose so. Yes, but the damn thing smoked pot as well, so you know. <laughs> no, but uh, no, there, there wasn't that many actually, and, and I suppose sort of. I suppose K nine was that was the kind of the thing to sort of well, cash R- in on R- the R- success R- of R two D two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know that kind. It was the, it was who was R two D two, wasn't it? Really, it was. It was the Doctor's R two D two. I mean, um, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I don't know what one's better actually, but both could not move across rough terrains. So, <laughs> <you know. laughs> but what what does endear us to like R two D two and K nine? That's what I can't like the, the voice. It, John John Leeson's voice obviously is there's something about it. Yeah, it, it it's kind of cute, you know. So it kind of makes K nine a bit cutesy, and I I think I don't know if cute's the right word, but you know what I mean. It's a lovable character voice, and he's a lovable man, and I think mm. he projects that really well when he's doing the voice of K nine. Yeah, uh, which obviously lends to him being lovable. To I don't, I don't just think kids. I think everyone. I mean, the things are. It's, he's a super computer. He's quite a brilliant idea, really. Um, 
and he's great for plot development as well because because uh, he can stun people and solve stuff straight away in his massive database. Mm. It's a bit he's a bit more of an upgraded Sonic Screwdriver to a degree, if you see what I mean. Yeah, um, it is really. Yeah, it was just a, a useful tool for the Doctor to yeah. rely. I think I think I think there's something what you say there because it was certainly a case of he relied on K nine as much as the Doctor relies on the Sonic Screwdriver now. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, know, but that. I mean, I think it's just, it's a plot contrivance, isn't it, to get you out of a how can I get out of this situation? Oh, we'll use K nine, or now it's we'll just use the sonic screwdriver. You know? But it was a, lo- a lovable one, you know. What I mean, yeah. you were on board with K nine, you wanted to see K nine on screen. Yeah, I don't want to see that fucking sonic screwdriver come out of Jodie Whittaker's hand again. Because that's all, <laughs> you know, because it's not. It's that, that, that's kind of that is sort of doing it the easy way. Whereas, well, I think this. It's it, it's a character adding to the plot as well. Yeah, as well as solving the plot or moving it on. Hmm. Um, I, I did, I, and I, it did lose its way, as a lot of stuff did in the Graham Williams era when John Leeson left for a year, yeah. or whatever it was. And that, and I'm saying what I was saying about his voice before, it's definitely something with his voice that, you know, endears you to K9 because when the other guy did it, I don't even know his name, David Brearley. It what well, he just wasn't. Yeah. It just wasn't K9 anymore. I no. think even as a even as a kid, uh, when I got the videos or whatever. Uh, of different, you know, I'd love to see K9 in stuff. And when yeah. I saw, I can't remember which one it was, but it was one where he, he was voicing it. I was like, that's not K9. Like, I knew straight away that it wasn't K9 because the voice, the character that, that he applied to it, John Nason, it wasn't there. No, so I, I, I think that's when he went a bit shit. Yeah, no, I think you're right, actually, because it, it's it's an iconic looking sort of design, but as you say, it's John Leeson that brings it to life. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise, it's just a box being trundled around a, a TV studio, really, that sort of resembles a dog. Yeah. And, that, and that's about it. Um, but I think a lot of it, well, I'll say all of it, really, is down to um, down to John Leeson. But, uh, yeah, and how, and how, he, how he plays it. Because that, yeah. that, that did show up. It, like I said, even as a kid, I noticed it. That I didn't. I said, this isn't, made up, this isn't K9. This is, I don't like this. We had, that, we had that weird thing where he had... Um, after John Leeson left, you had that, that, oh, that the, the, the laryngitis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my yeah. god, that well, was ridiculous. Yeah, but, but it was. I think it was. It, it coincided with the. It, well, in my opinion, Doctor Who going massively downhill. You know, mm. from the first three seasons of, of Tom Baker, which were unbelievable and arguably the best who we've ever seen. Yeah, in Cliff and Holmes era. When Williams took it over, it was just spiraling and spiraling and spiraling and getting worse and worse and worse and worse until, uh, I, well, JNT took it over, and that's a controversial topic in itself. Yes, um, it is. Yes, because he also but, decided to get rid of K nine as well, didn't it? At that point, yeah, well, yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> I can understand why. It must have cost him a fortune in time, and you know, buggering about because it, it must have been a nightmare. Um, well, well it always, yeah, it was yeah. always funny because when they got to like, if it was an outside location, yeah, you stay there, K nine. Uh, if it was in the studio, <laughs> come on, K9, let's let's all go now <laughs> on this smooth surface. I know. Well, there was that um, obviously in um, the Leisure Hive when they're, when they're on Brighton Beach um, and K9. I, just... <laughs> I, I never quite understood why K9 would run, chase after the ball. Um, and then exactly a supercomputer <laughs> with a brain, you know, a massive brain, if you like, or whatever. Yeah, and he just runs after a ball into water, and he's a robot who's yeah. not waterproof. Exactly, and it was just the way. Let's let's get Kano out of this particular story. We'll have him running into the, into the English Channel, and but that, it was, they used to do it quite a lot. You know, I've got to leave him on charge and stuff like you know. Like if if, he, if they couldn't be asked taking him, or he wasn't relevant to the plot, or he was going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, they kept doing that more and more. Yeah, he needs to stay and get fixed. And <laughs> oh yeah, we'll st- we'll leave him here today because of reasons. 
Um, so, I'll say the, the other thing I, I, I quite liked about K9 was that he interacted or formed partnerships with characters or different characters from, from each different story. Um, I mean, let's say like the Stones of Blood, mm. um, for argument's sake. He had like a quite good, um, I can't remember what the, the character's name, that, that, that elderly professor um, laid. I can't think of the full I character's name. Him, but I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, but they had a fantastic little um, partnership going. Yeah, you know, it was it was cool, and that's again back to John Leeson. Yeah, doing the voice, and I think he he's such a lovable guy. I think that's probably why they kept him on for so long. I mean, K Nine. Mm. Obviously, they had the bit where he didn't do it for a few adventures. Yeah, um, because they probably just adored John Leeson. He's a fantastic. He just every time you see him, you know, when you when he's being interviewed, you can't help but love him. You know, you think what a cool, fun guy that is. I just think he's brilliant. Nice, nice man. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, that, I think that's probably where the bonds come from. I think really, not necessarily the object itself, but the man who who does the voice. Well, I think the other th- aspect to it as well. I think um, I think Tom Baker generally got on well with with John Leeson anyway. Exactly. So, so I think that did that did sort of tend to help matters. Then they sort of do the so in between takes through the times crossword together or something like that, or it was there's something they had going on in between takes. So I think they they you know generally did get on. Um, which yeah. for which for Tom Baker and his pomp couldn't have been an easy <laughs> couldn't couldn't have been an easy thing to do really. So I know, and that's uh, that's what it is. I couldn't imagine anyone not liking John Leeson. If the, if if someone didn't like him, they're evil. I think it would be the word. But yeah, if you get on with Tom Baker, wow, yeah, um, that that's brilliant. So what what was your um, your first introduction to K Nine then? Five, doc- five doctors. The five doctors. All oh, right, okay. Because he was only uh, very yeah. briefly, though, wasn't he? Well, at the beginning with Sarah Jane and yeah, the, the, beware, the, beware the dog sign and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, that was my sort of first thing with him. Um, but that that's when we started getting a lot of um, a lot of videos coming out, didn't we? Mm. Um, and I remember, yeah, I remember it was a big thing getting the Invisible Enemy on VHS to watch uh, K9's first episode. Yeah, um, but he always there was obviously quite a long period. So when he was in the show, um, that. That you know, he was sort of kind of weirdly always there, and then I think when it moved on to, you know, I, I saw the spin-off as well, K9 and Company, <laughs> which yeah. she's I came out didn't it with Invisible? In fact, it came out on DVD with Invisible Enemy. It did. That's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I oh, just I mean, it was never gonna take off. Like it's a shame because you know Elizabeth Sledden was you know really well, good in it. Well, the, the the weird thing is, it was gonna take off. It got very very healthy viewing figures. Oh, um, right. and, it, and it was deemed a success but then they had a change of management at, at, at the BBC so the guy who um, co- so the guy who commissioned it thought it was great but then this other guy came in and said no nah, I'm not going to bother with that and that and that's that's literally how it got it got oh. it got killed off so so people, I think that the whole thing about it wasn't a success or wasn't popular with viewers um it actually was strangely enough when, when you if you look if you, I mean have you watched it recently Kane and company no, not for a while. It is such a weird thing. A for, a, a for, a, for a, like um, I don't know what, what it was. It was aimed at children or as a family thing. I, I I really, I really don't know. But K nine doesn't really. It's more Sarah Jane's story, yeah. to yeah. be honest, than than than, than K nine's. Um, but it's all to do with sort of like you know the local like devil worship or witchcraft. Yeah, well, I, and, I remember it being like the demons. That's what I kind yeah. of thought it was a bit like it like i've not seen it for a long time and I, I was never overstruck by it yeah um 
but yeah, I remember it just thinking this is a bit like the demons. Yeah, and it did add, add a sort of a proto Adric in it as well. Oh my god, did it? I don't yeah. remember that. Probably yeah, we, from memory, was he a little annoying prick? Oh, he's oh god, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the we we did a we did a um, a commentary for it um, a, a couple of years back now, and I took out a lot of anger against that character actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I've done about Adric many times. <laughs> No, this this kid was really annoying. I mean, you know, he, he was trying to. Um, I don't know why they wrote him like this, um, but you know, he was absolutely obsessed with taking soil samples all the way through the program. I don't know. Was he? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a very vague. I just yeah, I've just got this just this thing. Overall, it was a bit like the demons in my head. Or a, it, a was, like, it, it was. It was very like, much. You know, Return to Devil's End. You know, these are offshoot things they did. Yeah, I'm being like that a bit shit. <laughs> Do you know, no, I, mean, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Return of Devil's End, actually. But um, there, was a, there was a few came out on video. There was like one with Sontarans and that. And I can't remember who made him. And they were, you know, good, got on them trying to make Doctor Who, particularly when it was off air. But they were off, and that's what kind of K9 and company reminded Yeah, there was those, um, was it BBV Productions BBV or something? BBV Productions, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You had the things like the Air Zone Solution, which basically featured yeah. acts, acts from Doctor Who, but wasn't actually connected to Doctor Who. And, and there was another one called The Stranger. That's right, yeah. With Wait, Colin Baker, I think, was in that one, wasn't it? Yeah. I th- Davidson, um, one of been, them. It might have even been Sylvester McCoy. God. I'm not entirely I certain. Did, I, did, I, I didn't get fully involved in it. No, not me neither. No, me neither. Um, but th- so they're, they're all... And basically, The Stranger was Doctor Who in all but name only because wow. the BBC had the rights to it. So, um, But, I mean, yeah, I mean, fair play to for keeping the flag flying. To a certain yeah. degree, no, absolutely, yeah. It's like big finishing all that, isn't it? It is really. It was. I suppose you could say it was like a, a precursor to that. Um, but uh, no, but anyway, I mean, back to <laughs> back K9. to yeah, back yeah. to K nine, yeah. So, um, well, so I think I think I think my, my sort of favourite memory of him because it was a special uh, VHS to get was the Sharda, yes, VHS, uh, which uh, the narration. It was Bobby Father did the animation, and mm. it came with obviously the book, and and it was six parts of a. Of a fantastic story for me, yeah. In which K Nine plays a massive, massive part in that, um, and I, th- I think that's definitely when I sort of really fell in love with K Nine when I when I got that, and he was just in it so much. And yes, you could criticise him for being, you know, solving too many problems and blah blah blah, mm. but he's brilliant in that K Nine. He's he's it's fantastic. He's fantastically worked, and he's in it quite a lot as well. Yeah, um, and I always would like to have seen. The, the bits that weren't made, which you kind of have now in the uh, in that sort of reconstruction they've done, which is very good, by the way. Um, yes, it is actually. I, I did like that. So yeah, I'm but very I, I, think, I think and I think that he was, I think John John Leasing as well got because it was obviously Douglas Adams' weird times and stuff. Yeah, he kind of got this. I don't know. He he did it sort of seriously, so he didn't sort of talk down to anyone. If you see what I mean, he mm. tried to. I don't know. He just portrayed it so well and. And he really took or got the scripts that were given, and that that like the other guy, he did not get it at all. No. Um, and but yeah, Sharda is definitely one of my favourite memories, and I'm, I was absolutely buzzing uh, when he came back in New Who. Um, oh, with um, School, School Reunion. Reunion. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that was just awesome, and he still looked quite cool. He, he did actually. I didn't, I didn't think I was a bit shit. I thought, God, K Nine's mint. I well, love that. I know that you, you sort of had like Mickey and, and Rose sort of taking the Mickey out of him. So yeah, what, yeah, what the hell is that? It looks a bit disco. Um, yeah. Sort of referencing the the fact this 
<laughs> okay, this thing's meant to be built in the future, but obviously it was constructed by the BBC in the 1970s. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I sort of like, are they going to turn Kane on into a bit of a a bit of a joke in this one? Because like Sarah Jane is very defensive. I mean, she's obviously been with her for. Yeah. Well, since 1980, whenever they were Canine and Company. 1981 was Canine Company, was it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so he's been with her for a, for a few years. And the bit at the end where he sacrificed himself. Amazing. Um, I, that sort of, it sort of brings a lump to your throat. Did, and uh, and it's, just, it's just a robot dog. <laughs> well, correct me if I'm wrong. He gets he leaves her another one, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Like, because he's, yeah. Because um, that's what they did in it. I can't remember which one it was. I can't remember if, if he actually... Um, Rebuilds him, or what's left to come from the explosion, or it's a, or it's going to be a brand. It was a brand, brand new, new one, yeah, yeah, because it was going to go. Then it started the uh, Sarah Jane Adventures, didn't it? That's right, yeah. Um, but but that, for- that, that that new one they did, Disney, or whatever, it looks shit. You know, they're trying to modernise it and all that, and make it look. Well, he, he, well, do you know what? I I first thing I saw or thought thought of when I um, saw that the you know the new K nine uh, was Poochie. From The Simpsons, yeah, it's just, it's it, it, it's not K9, it's, it's not K9, yeah. I just thought Poochie, and I, I mean, I well, when I sort of, sort of floating around, um, sort of like the R2D to do with these little jet thrusters, which they just sort of come out of nowhere in um, and that sort of like the uh, the second prequel, but um, yeah, I just thought, no, this is and it just looked. I don't know. To me, well, I didn't see much of it at all. I just saw like a, a few yeah, snippets. It just looked it cheap. Good. It looked cheap. It, it wasn't good, and it yeah, and it and I by today's think, standards, it looked cheap. Put it that way. But. Yeah, and there's something very iconic about K9. I think it's this man's best friend thing. I think to, when Tom Baker was acting with K9, mm. I think it, it just great. You know, like it was just because a doctor, the doctor, really all he wants is a sounding board. Yeah, and someone to ask him questions. Really, mm. especially someone, you know, like Tom Baker. Oh. Oh, nope. sirens going off! They're coming, they're coming to get me, Phil. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's that sort of man's best friend, and the way the doctor just needs that bit of something to play off. Mm. He doesn't necessarily need it to be a human or whatever. Um, well, no, I mean, considering Tom Baker wanted a talking cabbage, didn't he? Uh, <laughs> yes. At one point, so. Oh, bless him! <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it was. I think he was like probably a bit of a, a shining light in quite a poor era. Mm. Doctor Who, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, yeah. I, I must admit, I'm not a particular fan of the Graham Williams era. I'm, I'm not a particular fan of, as I said many, many times. I'm not a particular fan of Douglas Adams either. I've, I've never got his appeal. Mm. To be honest, I mean, I, I am a massive Douglas Adams fan without a doubt. Yeah, huge. I love his stories, mm. and he's a, he's a bit like he's not a script editor by any stretch of the imagination. No, he's, he's no. someone that needs one. Yes, um, which I know has been commented on many times, but the man is, you know, my it's all opinion, isn't it? Exactly. Like, yeah, he's brilliant. It's a bit. It's that surreal sort of daft daftness, um, and sometimes for the sake of being daft. But it, it, I mean, I've always sort of liked that. I've got that um, Reeves and Mortimer, you know, uh, sort of mighty Boosh, all that kind of yeah, Monty Python, all that. I think it all sort of comes to that really. It doesn't have to be a punchline necessarily. It just has to be a bit trippy and surreal. Mm, yeah, I, I think there was the, the things like um, things like was it mountain climb for beginners and things like that. Sort of the, the, when the doctor's hanging off the side of a mountain. Uh, it was yeah. it was silly little jokes like that. I don't know whether that was indulging Tom Baker or indulging Douglas Adams. There, I don't know. But... Well, no, I, mean, I think it's a bit of both. I mean, Tom, Tom Baker thought Douglas Adams was a ge- was a genius, and I think he is too. But... Mm. 
I think when you leave two people like Tom Baker and Douglas Adams their own devices, <laughs> and you have a week produced, then you're gonna you're asking for trouble. Yeah, and that's what happened. They got trouble. I mean, I really <laughs> like the Pirate Planet, for example. I love Sharda. Hmm. Stories written by Douglas, Douglas Adams, um, but I, I love City of Death as well, which was a, a rewrite from by him. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I do really enjoy that. They're the sort of highlights. Douglas Adams is a highlight for me for that era, but. It was just like, I'm not knocking Graham Williams because he seems like a very nice man and he's probably quite a good producer doing other stuff or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, he, you know, my God, you need someone unbelievably strong and they, and they got that with GNT. They did, who yeah. Was the man that, yeah. Who was the man that killed off the lovely K9, but I can understand why, but he got a good innings to K9, really, did Oh, he, he did, considering it was sort of like a, I think it's, how do we call it, a novelty yeah. of, of Doctor Who, really. Um but yeah, he, he, as you say, he had, a, he had a bloody good innings, actually. And but then the thing, he, he remained in the public consciousness. Um, that's why he, he turned up in things like um, like School Reunion and, and the Sarah Jane Adventures, and and I suppose really that that I mean that's where he, how he got his own his own show in um, yeah in, in Australia, you know. But um, I think I think that the, the sort of it's like I think touching it before. It's because he's a dog. <laughs> yeah, and people like dogs. Um, yeah, John John Leeson basically is the I think ninety percent of why he's sort of loved as he is. Yeah, um, and I just think he's a great toy. Do you see what I mean? And mm. I think kids, kids, and, and I mean, I'd like a canine. Like we saw a canine at that uh, convention we went to in Manchester. All right, yeah, Doctor Who convention. There was just like there was loads of cool like cosplay. There was a Davros cosplay there that was unreal. Well, I, it, I, it was cosplay. Oh was god, yeah. K9 and me, me and Sucky were like, you know, taking pictures with it and all that. And yeah. we're grown men, but it was still awesome. One of the things, I went to um, I went to the, the Galley One convention, uh, it would have been last year, um, and Matt Irvin was there doing a, a panel all about K9. Oh, yeah. and, oh, he right. bu- and he bought the original prop with him. Oh, my God. So I, I, we got to see the, and do you know what? It was the same prop all the way through, and it's still the one they're using now. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely awesome. incredible. Yeah, I'm always there's a few like hero props and everything. They had, sort of over the years they've had to sort of patch him up or sort of take all the radio control stuff out and update it and so on and so on. But um, yeah, it, that that was that was incredible to see. It wasn't. I, yeah. I don't think he got it working there actually. Um, but I think this, the problem is bringing a lot of the RC equipment into the into the states, which is. I suppose you could say it was like bomb making equipment, really. So. <laughs> <laughs> but oh uh, no, no, it was, um, it was it was fantastic to to, to see the actual prop um, sort of there in front of us in a in a fairly tiny room actually. So it wasn't if you were seeing it from a from far away. You know, you, you could right. get up really Proper close up, up and close to it. Yeah, really cool. So oh, that's so um, it was it was a, it's a, it's a, as well. He, he got kind of upgraded a bit, didn't he? As he went on. Yeah. So Mark One gets left. On Gallifrey, I think with Leela, is that that's that right? right? Yep, that's yeah, that's right. And then, yep. and then so he make he's got a box <laughs> to make Mark two, two. or whatever. Yeah, uh, and then he kicks on from there. Um, uh, uh, Mark, Mark, how, Mark, Mark three is the one from Canine and Canine Company. Company, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What was what was the difference with that one? Because I thought it looked very similar. It was well, I thought it was almost the bloody same. I thought actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, Mark two leaves with um, Romana in Warriors Gate. Yeah, because you can only function in e-space. That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, so it appears that the Doctor built Mark III specifically for <laughs> for, Sarah Kate, for Sarah Jane. Yeah. Um, 
And then Mark Four is the one that, that she gets left with at the end of the school reunion. That's right, yeah. That's all the marks then, isn't it? Yeah. So Mark, Mark Two was the name on them, wasn't he? Was really, yeah. Because that, that was sort of like Robos Operation. When, when, did, when, did it, when did the guy with the shit voice start doing it? It was... It wasn't... Um, do, 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 do. He got the laryngitis in Destiny of the Daleks, didn't he? If yeah. I remember right, because he was left inside the TARDIS because there was no way going to get that damn prop to what ran a quarry. So it, it was one season, though, wasn't it? Was it a full season? Even it was. A, yeah, I think John Lee left for a year, didn't he? Yes, he did. I got a funny feeling. Um, then he came back when JNT started. Yes, it was, that, it was that final, that final awful season of Graham Williams, which is, I think. I think the reason why it was so bad is because K9 was not voiced by John Neeson. <laughs> well, probably was. That's probably right, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Bloody so hell. That, I mean, obviously, he, he works really well with um, with Tom Baker, and it, it's sort of quite synonymous with his, um, with his time in the role. But do you think K9 would have worked with any other Doctors? Because they... they no, they sort of tried. They sort of I tried with, with Chameleon, didn't they? With, with um, oh, the Fifth God. Doctor, which best left that in the in the past. To be honest, um, yeah. Do, do you think it would have worked with any other Doctor? No, um, I think someone like Capaldi maybe. Uh, you can't really put it to New Who because New Who's too fast paced. I think for something like K Nine. Mm, yeah, maybe you know with the running around and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think Baker was the Baker loved a monologue, didn't he? You know, oh, god, gotcha. he was the yeah. king of the monologues, and I think you need it to be a doctor that loves being having having that. And he, I don't know, I just see with his doctor. I couldn't imagine anyone else. You know, Hartnell, no, Troughton, maybe, um, but only because he's such an awesome actor. Um, yeah. But I suppose Jamie was his little canine. Well, I suppose so. Pert would be an absolute knob if he had he'd probably, put, he'd probably put wings on it and make it fly. <laughs> Turbo dildo or something. Um, D- Davidson didn't need any more companions. No, he, really. no, uh, definitely Colin not. Ba- Colin Bacon might have been all right with something like K9, you know. Uh, that, you know, it could have been maybe a combo. Uh, yeah. But McCoy, McCoy definitely didn't need it. And no. And did again. You know, no, so, certainly not. I, I certainly think, not. I think New Who is nice for this like novelty fanboy episode, you know, school reunion. Yeah, um, but I and think not, in general it's too fast paced for something like K Nine. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, mind you, I think the I mean, you, you say that, but the way he was shot when he was taking out the crillotane in the, in the school cafeteria, the way it was cut made K Nine seem a lot more lethal than he actually really was. Oh no, massively! Yeah, the way it was directed was brilliant. Yeah, I just I just think the, the time. Consumption thing of him, a new him. I think it's very fast paced. Yeah, I, I, th- I, I think. Obviously, and obviously, back in the day, it was extremely fast paced where they sort of put it out, Doctor Who. Mm. But I just think it's another. I just I don't know. I can't see him working every week. No, no. You you you'd, you'd have to have a time where he sort of left. Sort of, I don't know. Let, let, again, like they did in, in back back in the classic era, they sort of he'd be left in the TARDIS for a story. <laughs> yeah, heads or tails, we're taking him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but no, he's a, he's a cool character, and I think it's definitely down. You know, it's, it's, you can't say his design because it's a cool design. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's just made me realise it's John Neeson. That's exactly why K Nine is adorable. Yeah, because he's adorable, John Neeson. Well, there you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to to end this. That John Neeson is adorable. So he's he's very adorable. That man. <laughs> Apparently, I've just discovered that. Yeah, there you are. There you are. You just had an epiphany there, actually. So, Well, thank you very much, Bob, for, for joining us and discussing K9 um, 
uh, on the, in this episode. It's been an absolute blast, mate. Um, but before we uh, before we wrap up, um, would you like to tell everybody where they can hear you on the interwebs? Uh, well, we're Prog to Who. That's Prog, P-R-O-G-T-O-R, Prog mm-hmm. to Who, uh, with myself, a guy called Mark Atkinson, uh, a guy called Craig Stimson, and a guy called Sucky Cack. And we basically, well, we review New Who every week when it's on. Then we play three songs uh, in between that to shut us up because it's a nice break, believe me. Um, and yeah, we do. And we, we, we're now reviewing Classic Who. Um, we do that once a month. That'll be our new thing. And then we're also we've also started one called the Discovery Log, which Phil's been on. Yes, uh, where we're reviewing Star Trek Discovery on a weekly basis. Not me personally. I sometimes feature, but there's a guy called John Aitken, and he does it with Sucky. Uh, and they have a token red shirt every week that gets killed off, like we both have. We've both been killed off, indeed. Yeah, yeah and yeah. you can find it at progtohu.co.uk or just Google, not Google, Facebook or whatever, progtohu, and find us through all them me- mediums. But give us a bash; it's it's worth a worth a listen, I reckon. It is. I, I'd say because I've I've um, been a long term listener. Um, I've you invited me on to Prog. Yes, yeah. you invited me on Prog to Who once, and I brought along a fifteen minute song <laughs> for everyone to listen to. <laughs> Standard. It's standard, indeed. And uh, so we've been on Discovery Log as well. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun to, to take part in. It's a lot of fun to listen to as well. So um, so it's a lot of fun to listen to. And there's also some great music on it each week as well. So um, please, everyone, do give it a listen. You, you really Cheers, won't regret it. Really won't. So, um, so oh, just, and, and also, if you, if you don't like swearing, it's not for you. No. Or slightly being offended, it's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bob, well, thanks very much for coming along. No, my pleasure. Cheers, Phil. Thanks for having us, man. Cheers, mate. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Mm-hmm.